But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking forward and hastening unto the coming of the day of God? wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt away with fervent heat. Greetings friends, welcome back. To the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That is where you go to find the archives, and that is where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning I thought we would read a few headlines. We don't do this often, but we do do it, and the purpose of doing it is just to remind us of the season and a time that we're living in, and so that we would not be ignorant of the things going on in the world. But it's not for the purpose of causing fear or depression, although it is hard not to feel those emotions when we look at the world that we're living in right now and we look what's going on in the United States of America. It's difficult. It's challenging. Um, this is this has been the mo- you know one of the most challenging times for our generation. And at the beginning of the year, and I replayed that podcast, I don't know, a month or two ago, but the very first week of January, I recorded a podcast and I told all of you to buckle up that this year was going to be a wild ride. And it has been. I did not foresee the virus and all the situations with that. All the lies associated with it, all the truths associated with it, all of it. I had no idea about that. What I was concerned about is I knew that in the fall, or leading up to the fall, that we would see civil unrest and chaos and deception on a level that we've never seen before. And I still believe that that is what the next few months hold for us. I honestly believe that here in the United States anyway, that the the next four to five months will be, well, you know, August through December will be the worst uh, months of the year. Um, and I'm not alone in that thought. Um, and that's, my point is, is when in January I made those suggestions that we all needed to buckle up, that 2020 was going to be a year to remember that it was going to be a wild ride. That was what I was referring to. Not everything that's led up to this point, but this point now. There's this article here on the end of the American Dream.com entitled, Enjoy the month of August and use it to prepare because September is coming. And I couldn't agree more. I'm going to read some of it to you. 
says 2020 has definitely been a chaotic year so far. The COVID-19 pandemic has greatly disrupted life all over the planet. We have witnessed a horrific economic downturn and civil unrest has been raging in major U.S. cities for months. I should insert a footnote here and just say, because I don't have an article for it today, but in Chicago, things are getting bad. Uh, the rioting and all of that is... Uh, Chicago is, is a big uh, area where that is taking place right now. Moving on with the article here. It says, but the good news is, is that we appear to have hit a pocket of relative calm here in August. Yes, global events are still going crazy and bizarre. that bizarre explosion that we just witnessed in Beirut is just one example. But, but compared to what we've experienced during the first half of 2020 and compared to what we will experience during the last portion of this year, I believe that August should be relatively peaceful. I would encourage everyone to enjoy this month as much as possible and to use it to prepare for what is ahead because our because September is just around the corner. Of course, many Americans can't imagine things getting much worse than they are right now. Gallup regularly ask Americans whether they are satisfied with the direction of the country or not, and what they have discovered is that the mood of the country has shifted dramatically since February, and this has especially been true amongst Republicans. Um, I'm not going to read all of that. It's just demonstrating that the, the polls just demonstrating the fact that, yeah, satisfaction is way down, obviously. Um, let me get to this part here. Because of all this going on, the election season has been relatively subdued so far, but I can definitely expect that things will start to get crazy starting in September. Many on the left have been anticipating a blowout victory by Joe Biden, but the polls have started to tighten and Biden's physical condition has been rapidly deteriorating. To be honest, we don't even know if it will be Joe Biden taking on Trump in November, and we certainly do not know who is going to win. In fact, a group that included both prominent Republicans and prominent Democrats recently held war games to try to simulate the outcome of the election, and what those war games showed was quite discerning. Uh, let me see what this says about the war games. It says, after the games out various scenarios, the group said its conclusions were alarming. In an election taking place amid a pandemic, a recession, and rising political polarization, the group found a substantial risk of legal battles, a contested outcome, violent street clashes, and even constitutional impasses. We assess with a high degree of likelihood that November elections will be marked by a chaotic legal and political landscape. Duh, right? Of course that's what's going to happen. He's, this article goes on to say that sadly we won't have to wait until November for chaos in the streets. Riots are happening on a nightly basis in Portland and other cities right now. I just mentioned Chicago. And I expect political turmoil to really start to escalate next month. I'm not going to read any more of the article. You get the idea. And... This is what I also believe to be true, and it is what I was talking about at the beginning of the year, in January, when I said to buckle up, that things were going to be wild. And immediately, they have already been wilder than I could have imagined. And we just have just complete wicked and evil 
things uh, and government overreach taking place, it's it's unbelievable, especially in places like California. As an example, California right now. Look look at this headline. Los Angeles to shut off water and power to homes hosting large parties or gatherings. So it's to the point where you do what your government master says in California or we're going to cut off your utilities. This is unheard of in the United States. This type of behavior is unthinkable in the United States. If we could bring people... If you could go get your grandparents and transport them into the year 2020, they would be un... They wouldn't know what to do with themselves when they look at what's going on. And places like California and New York, I just... And really, honestly, it's about half the country at this point. I just can't imagine. Even California Church, uh, the California Church that's pastored by uh, John MacArthur is being threatened with this nonsense. Uh, here's another article titled that says, California Church Concerns City May cut off, cut off Utilities to Their Building for Continuing to Meet Despite Restrictions. This is... An, an, it's amazing. It's amazing the censorship that's happening around the... by these giant tech companies, by government. It's like, do what we'd say and don't open your mouth... Or we're just going to silence you whether we turn off your utilities so you don't have basic needs like water and electricity. Uh, big tech giants, they just shut you down. They just, you know, look, my podcast has been filtered by Google for years. It it does, it, it, it unsubscribes subscribers on YouTube. It doesn't present the video or show the video in feeds. I mean, we have like 15,000 subscribers on YouTube, but the videos get like 200 views. It's because it's being silenced. It's being stuffed out. And I don't even really talk about things that are that controversial. I just read the Bible, as most of our podcasts. But this is the type of thing going on. And the attack on the Christ on Christianity around the world right now should have everyone on edge. Like people should be very, very concerned about this. In in China, it's even worse. Look at this article. China seizes children from Christian parents, threatens to send kids to re-education camps. Let me just tell you, this that you're seeing in China, that's coming to a city near you here in the United States of America. Look at what they've been doing and the, the, how they've been using this crisis as an opportunity to silence and shut down churches all around the country. And listen, I know some of you are going to be like, well, the corporate church, I get that, but not every church is like that. There are many, many small churches around the country, thousands of them that are built on the word of God and people gather to worship Christ, worship Messiah and to hear the word preached. Not everything is a mega church or a lukewarm church. It's troubling. It's troubling. Enjoy the month of August. Prepare because September is coming. Just a couple more headlines in passing. Elon Musk, they continue with this Neuralink brain chip stuff. Um... Now they're saying it'll soon allow users to take charge of moods and emotions. 
I'm telling you right now, anybody who gets a chip inserted into their brain is off their rocker. You're just asking to be completely and utterly controlled. The underground bunker business is booming as global events spiral out of control. Bunkers will not save you. And I'm saying that specifically and especially to the wicked. You know, the Bible talks about how when Messiah appears, that they will hide in caves, right? They'll beg for the rocks to fall on. There's going to be no hiding from this. There's going to be no hiding from this. What did I just read to start the show? Let me read it again. Second Peter. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In other words, completely unexpected. It won't, it won't fit into your graphs, into your timelines, into all your little numbers that you have planned out. It's coming at an unexpected time, a time that you think not. You will not have it predicted. It will not fit into your maps and all of this. In which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. There'll be no escaping this. Seeing then... That all these things shall be dissolved. Peter's saying, okay. Knowing now that everything around you is going to be burned up. Think about this. Think about what manner of persons you ought to be. And I'm going to end the podcast with the closing thoughts from my book. That I think will really, really speak to all of you. And just remember that this was written in 2019 but it's so relevant to us today but it also speaks to this idea of think about what manner of person you ought to be what kind of a Christian should you be in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hastening unto the coming day of God wherein heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat in other words it's all coming down it's all coming down. No bunker. People spending millions of dollars on bunkers. It's not going to help you. God, the Lord, our Messiah, Yeshua, He is coming. The wrath is coming. The judgment is coming. Now, does that mean it's tomorrow? I don't know. Does that mean it's five years from now? I don't know. I just know that we are seeing the end of things. And of course, time is all relative. And God views time a lot differently than we do. But we can tell by the climate that the entire world is under that there's something developing. And we must remember that God is always, always working. And His will, will happen. Alright. I hope you enjoy this last part here. The closing thoughts. If you haven't picked up the book, you should consider picking it up. I think it'll bless you. Uh, scriptureandprophecy.com forward slash book the end of days a 30 day devotional here's the closing thoughts from the book the very very last chapter and I pray and hope in the powerful name of Jesus that it blesses you this morning thank you for listening again do not be afraid but do not be ignorant 
I guess that would be my advice. Do not fear. Take refuge in the Lord. He is your rock, your strong tower, your salvation. But do not be ignorant. The world that you know is gone. This is something I'm having to look in the mirror and remind myself of. The world we knew six months ago, it's gone. And there's never been a time in history where government has taken a bunch of overreach and authority and power and then retracted it, right? That overreach has happened. It's not going back. Our hope is not going to be in this world. Our only hope is in our strong tower, in our rock, in our refuge, our God, the one true God. Peace and grace be with all of you. Until next time, God bless. Closing Thoughts I almost didn't write this book. Here we are in the year 2020, and I felt led to write a book for at least six years. I always thought to myself, what's the point? The world is burning down around us, and time is short. I believed, because of the events unfolding in the world, our Messiah would surely return at any minute. I thought, if our Savior didn't return soon, the world would be in such chaos that taking the time to write and publish a book about the end of days would be a foolish waste of time. I couldn't have been more wrong. Something I've learned over the years is God isn't in a hurry. His plans will come to pass at exactly the right time. In the meantime, our job is to be a salt and a light to this fallen world. We are to minister to the poor and needy. We are to share the good news of Jesus with those who are lost and in need of hope. I see three types of Christians today. The first type of Christian is completely oblivious to what's going on in the world. They are carnal-minded and live and act just like the rest of modern society. Yes, they believe, but they can't fathom anything bad might happen. And the fact that the end times might be upon us. They are not interested in the conversation. They don't want this world to pass because they love this world. The second type of Christian I see today are those who are awake to the notion that something is wrong. They can see the world is moving in a very negative direction. However, they respond with fear. Afraid to go out of their homes, always watching the news and stressing out about each and every piece of propaganda coming through the television. The third type is what I call the remnant Christian. These are few in numbers. They make it a priority to walk in righteousness and holiness. These Christians spend their mornings on their knees praying and seeking God's face. These Christians are not interested in looking and acting like the world, much less partaking in the world's ways of ungodliness. They know the times are upon us. They know the end must be near, but instead of being paralyzed by fear, they are moved to work and to take action. They are doing things for the kingdom of God. They share the good news and tend to those in need. 
They have committed their life to Jesus and the mission of the gospel. I ask you now, which Christian are you in these very last days? Are you a denier? Are you a coward? Or are you part of the remnant of God, a soldier of Messiah in these last days? We are called to be a salt to this earth. The interesting thing about salt is... Once it's sprinkled on something, it cannot be undone. Salt leaves a permanent and lasting taste on whatever is being seasoned. Try as you might, you cannot undo it. This is the impact we are to have on this world. This might mean we have to get uncomfortable. We might have to take some chances and put ourselves at risk for the sake of the gospel. This is why Jesus tells us to take up our cross daily. It's difficult. It's supposed to be. Following the Messiah will cost you something. Is it not worth it? The days might come upon us when we have to make a definitive choice. Will you follow Jesus or the world? Today's call of action Let us not be cowards, but be the salt. Let us not hide away in our homes. Instead, may we be the hands and feet of our Messiah. Yes, the end of days are near and may be at the door. All the more reason this is not the time to hide in a bunker somewhere with canned food. This is the time to partake in the bringing in of the largest harvest of souls in human history. Take action. Could it be, maybe we were born for a time such as this? For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Esther 4.14